Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Hangout with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be talking about the Thursday action in the NFL, recapping that. And I'll also give you my value plays for your daily fantasy, as well as your fantasy roster as well. We'll go over the quarterback stacks, the quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, and the defenses to play for week one. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, folks, let's talk Thursday night football. Um, the NFL just got underway and had a marquee matchup. Um, the defending Super Bowl champ, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, hosting the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, it was a pretty good game back and forth and a uh, very tight contest. Um, Tampa Bay ends up winning 31-29. to um, and let's just break down the stats on both sides. Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things. Uh, 32 completions on 50 passes. 379 yards. Uh, two touchdowns. And two INTs. Uh, Tom Brady, he said uh, he, he want to play it to his mid-40s. And if you give him... Um, Weapons like what he has amassed and uh, an offense like this, I think he can do it. And behind an offensive line like the one he's playing behind, yeah, he can he, he can go to his mid-40s. So uh, Tom Brady's doing this thing. Uh, should be of no surprise to anyone that he's he comes out blazing like this. So uh, kudos to Brady there. The running game didn't do too much. Uh Seems like they went to Leonard Fournette the most. Uh, nine rushes, 32 yards. He also caught five passes out the backfield. That was a bit of a surprise um, for 27 yards. Uh, Ronald Jones the third, uh, not so much action. Uh, just four rushes for 14 yards. Uh, again, I say this backfield will be kind of a... Uh, mishmash all season long but I think of the running backs you want to own you definitely want to own uh Leonard, Leonard Fournette and depending on on the matchup you can insert them into your lineups or on your daily fantasy it all depends on the matchup once again as far as the receivers go I've been screaming from the rooftops um Antonio Brown was going in 10 team leagues he was going all the way down to round eight i thought that was stealing money um it, it seems like uh i'm pretty much right uh five receptions 121 yards one touchdown um and he saw seven targets um the, the bottom line guy guys is this tom brady trusts Antonio Brown. Once Tom Brady has your trust, he's gonna feed you. So he he trusts he trusts AB's bottom line. So um he's gonna keep him happy. He's gonna feed him a healthy amount of targets. 
to keep him engaged. And that's that's the way it's going to be. And to again, to get a guy like this in the eighth round of your draft is pretty much a uh, grand larceny. So Antonio Brown, I, I, I feel he's going to do this all season long. So um, that's just the way it is, guys. Uh, Chris Godwin, who was pretty banged up most of last season. Um, so you didn't really see the numbers you normally see from him. But uh, last night he, show, he showed himself well. Uh, nine receptions, 105 yards with a touchdown. And he saw the most targets, by the way, uh, 14 targets. So Godwin's a part of this offense. He's, he's an integral part of that passing game. Um, he is the most polished receiver amongst the, those in the receiving room there, even with AB there, he, the, this guy is, uh, pretty good. So, um, he's going to be a vital part of this passing offense and that's just the way it goes. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, what more can you say about this guy? Uh, if there's not anyone more trusted than AB, it's Gronk. Gronk, uh, eight receptions, 90 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and he caught all the passes that came to him on eight targets. So um, here's another guy who, you know, um, very low ranked in terms of tight ends. Uh, on some lists, he's not even in the top 10. Um, as long as Brady is alive and breathing, Gronk will have relevance. Uh, it may not be week to week like uh, what we saw last night, but he will have relevance. And and you're getting a top ten tight end that you <laughs> that was going in the double digits rounds in um, ten team leagues. So um, if you snatched up uh, Gronkowski um, once you missed out on the those top three guys, Kelsey, Waller, and Kittles, and you grab the Gronkowski, man, you're getting a guy who's mid-tier um, level tight end. So um, congrats to the guys who scooped him up. Mike Evans, on the other hand, three receptions for 24 yards, so he didn't get in the end zone. Um, yeah, and, and, <laughs> and funny enough, in a lot of the drafts, he was the first Tampa Bay wide receiver going off the board. There's going to be this volatility all season long. Um, he'll, like last year, he'll chirp a bit. Then he'll see some receptions. Then there'll be games where he performs like this. I think it's going to be like this all season long. So um, if you're a Mike Evans owner, <laughs> praise yourself because it's going to be a roller coaster ride all season long. In the pecking order of guys he trusts, Gronk, A.B., well, you guys say um, Godwin. Amongst those three, you could flip the order any which way on any given week, but those three guys are going to eat each week, and Mike Evans could be that guy who, you know, every now and again uh, shines a bit, but I, I think it's going to be like this all season long. I don't see any other reason to think otherwise, guys. So, um, so that's the Tampa Bay offense right there in a nutshell. Um, in terms of Dallas, Dak Prescott uh, had a monster game himself. 
42 completions on 58 passes, 403 yards with three touchdowns and an interception. Um, let me say this. Um, we know he had the tender right shoulder, and actually uh, amongst my predictions for last night, I thought they would get Tony Pollard more involved. I'll speak on him in a minute, but I... I suffice to say, I don't know if you want uh, Dak Prescott passing the ball 58 times a game. Um, I understand that the the game plan here probably called for it because of what happened with Ezekiel. I mentioned him in a minute, but um, you definitely don't want uh, Zach Pres Dak Prescott passing um, 58 times in a, each game. You don't want that. So. I understand the game plan called for it, but uh, you just want to be mindful of that um, because <laughs> because if you were to be without Prescott, your next man up is Cooper Rush, and um, I don't think that'll get uh, Cowboy fans excited. So, in terms of the running game, um, Ezekiel Elliott just couldn't get going. He just couldn't get going. Um, Eleven rushes, uh, thirty-three yards. Um, caught a couple of passes out the backfield for, for uh, six yards. Um, yeah, so they that Tampa Bay front seven is as stout as they come. So there wasn't much uh, running room for Zeke. So Zeke Elliott fans, I'd say don't panic. Um, they just faced a, a stellar defense. So I would just uh, chalk this up as an L. And um, uh, next week, we'll, I would think you see much better uh, stats from Zeke. So um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't jump off the ledge just yet, guys. Um, Tony Pollard, I thought he would be heavily evolved. Um, not so much. Again, that front seven was just too formidable. Um, three rushes, 14 yards. He did catch four passes out the backfield for 29 yards. So. Um, I, I think, um, even with him, I would chalk this up as an L and, um, I would look forward to the, uh, um, weeks ahead for Tony Pollard in terms of the passing game, um, rumors of Amari Cooper's death has been greatly exaggerated. The guy came in and, uh, balled out 13 receptions. 139 yards, two touchdowns, and he did that on 16 targets. Uh, so efficiency there. Uh, C.D. Lamb was the next guy up in targets with 15 targets, seven receptions, 104 yards with a touchdown. Um, guys, th this I think this is a foreshadowing of what we'll see all season long. Um, it'll There'll be one A and one B um, in terms of the wide receiver room over there. Um, that's just the way it goes. Uh, so, if you're a Mari Cooper owner, if you're a Ceedee Lamb owner, you can uh, rest your head on your pillows at night safely, knowing that these guys are going to be heavily involved in that passing game. So, um, if you start them. Last night, which you should have. I don't see any reason why not. Uh, <laughs> these guys uh, did well. Um, in terms of Michael Gallup, not so much. Yeah, I pretty much surmise he'll be the odd man out on most weeks. 
it'll be a similar situation like Mike Evans. But only thing is, Michael Gallup is the third uh, wide receiver there, whereas Mike Evans is supposed to be the first. So, um, anyhow, so this is what you'll see from him: four receptions, thirty-five, th- thirty-six yards on seven targets. So you know, um, that's just the way it's going to be. Even in the preseason, he was kind of chirping a bit himself about, um, you know, wanting to be in a better situation. But, you know, this is the hand he's dealt. I believe he's a free agent once the season um, comes to a close, which, you know, um, he'll he'll get his chance. He'll play it out here and, and um, perhaps go elsewhere where he can shine. But this is a talented receiver. He is just that he's caught in the numbers game. So, um, yeah, so if something were to happen to Cooper or Lamb, he'd be the next guy up, and I believe he would ball out if that's the case. So uh, it's just that he's the third wide receiver in a talented wide receiver room. Um, In terms of the tight ends, um, in my drafts, I wouldn't go anywhere near none of the Dallas tight ends at this point. Um, And uh, I, I think... All season long, it'll be a matter of uh, one guy swallowing up the other. So, uh, Dal- Dalton Sh- Schultz, six receptions, 45 yards on six targets. Blake Jarwin, who's the proclaimed starter, three receptions for 20 yards on four targets. So, um, I think it'll be a case where it's a two tight end offense and that's the way it is. So you'll never know on any given week who's going to come to the forefront or not. So it's volatility there. I don't know if you want any parts of that. So um, tight end is just a tough position um, unless you have the top tier guys or you, uh, <laughs> you're able to somehow get your hands on a Gronk type or... Um, some other promising receivers. The situation like this, you just don't want any parts of. So, so guys, that's uh, the wrap up of Thursday night's game, which was an exciting game once again. But um, uh, the Super Bowl champs have come out on top in this one. So that's your wrap up of Thursday night's action in the NFL. Okay, guys, so we're about to approach week one in the NFL. So I'm going to give you my quarterback stacks. I'm going to give you my best quarterback matchups, wide receiver, running back, tight end, and defenses to stream. And um, let's get into it. Now, these are plays, if you have... you. These guys on your roster, terrific. Um, These are guys you could think about playing. Otherwise, these are guys you can consider if you're going to play DraftKings or FanDuel. Um, These are guys worth considering. So um, let's start with the quarterback stacks. Uh, You can always do Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. That's always a no-brainer stack. Uh, Only thing, it'll be an expensive stack, so... um, just uh, manage your roster accordingly if you're going to um, build upon those two guys. 
Also, of course, another no-brainer is Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill uh, facing um, the Cleveland Browns. And Green Bay is actually at New Orleans. So, um, and Kansas City's hosting. So, yeah, so you could go with either of those. But, of course, those both carry high price tags. So uh, you want to be mindful that you want to take value picks um, if you were to do so in that regard. So um, those are three stacks that I like. Um, three qu- three quarterback matchups I like. I like um, first and foremost Sam Darno facing the New York Jets. He'll be in the confines of his new home in Carolina. I love him going up against his former squad. He is equipped with so many weapons, more weapons than he's had in his entire career. So I really like him in this lineup. And if you're doing either the DraftKings or FanDuel, definitely something to consider if you want to go cheaper uh, quarterbacks. So uh, Sam Darno versus the Jets. Another one I like, but this is a Sunday night matchup. Matthew Stafford going up against the Chicago Bears. Uh, Matthew Stafford, of course, you know, he came over in the trade from Detroit going to the Rams. Uh, Love this matchup for him. I think um, he has that Sean McVay's playbook at his disposal and all the weapons he has in the passing game. I think this is a um, game where he can stand out. And plus, also, he kind of knows the Bears from matching up against them twice a year. So there's a little familiar familiarity in that regard. So I definitely like Matthew Stafford versus the Bears. And they're hosting, by the way. The Rams are. They're hosting the Bears. And the last one I like is Jameis Winston uh, going up against Green Bay. Um, Winston will have the comfort of being in his home stadium. Again, he's had that year to kind of sit back and learn the off the Sean Payton offense. Um, he doesn't have all the weapons um, with Michael Thomas being on the IR for the first uh, seven weeks. So um, he still has Marquez Callaway. He has him going. Um, not sure about Traquan Smith, but uh I think he will still fling it around. You always got a guy like Alvin Kamara. You can throw it out of the um, into the flat to him. So I think he's a value play as well. Um, someone to consider, especially in those daily fantasy leagues. Um, and definitely, of course, super flex in two quarterback leagues as well. So Jameis Winston going up against the Green Bay Packers. Wide receiver. Um Stay in the same vein with Carolina. I like Robbie Anderson going up against the Jets. Again, another former player. Well, two years removed. But um, former player going up against the Jets whose secondary is nothing to uh, have you up at late at night. So, um, Robbie Anderson going up against the Jets uh, to help his buddy... Sam Darnold exact a little revenge. So, uh, and that's also a kind of a sneaky, nice stack there as well. Darno and 
Anderson if you want to uh, go that route. So Robbie Anderson going up against the Jets. Uh, Debo Samuel uh, at the Detroit Lions. Debo Samuel of the 49ers. Um, Brandon Ayuk has still got, got that tender hamstring, so I believe he's questionable. So, um, uh, look, a lot of guys are sleeping on Debo Samuel. When Debo Samuel's healthy and right, he he's, seems to be healthy coming out of preseason. So, uh, Debo Samuel is a guy who can really extend extend the play, and um, he can get out there and take it long. So, and of course, you got a guy like uh, George Kittle, uh, man in the middle of that field. He could break it long as well. So, I think very sneakily, uh, Debo Samuel can find his way into the end zone against that Detroit secondary. So, Debo Samuel uh, versus the Detroit Lions at Detroit. And the last play is actually also going back to that Carolina Jets game. I like Corey Davis. Corey Davis going up against the Panthers. Um, I think he's he has rapport now with uh, Zach Wilson, the rookie. He's a guy that he trusts. So I look for him to get peppered with passes um, this week. Also, be mindful that Jamison Crowder... He's hurt, so um, you got the rookie, Elijah Moore, there. Um, we'll see what he can do. Denzel Mims is also there, the second-year player. So I really like Zach Williams to lean on Corey Davis in this one. So um, Corey Davis versus the Panthers in Carolina for the New York Jets. So there you have it there. Uh, running backs, as far as running backs goes, you got a no-brainer, a couple of no-brainers, actually, and one, um, yeah, he should do fine. Uh, James Robinson at the Houston Texans, James Robinson of the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, need we forget, uh, his breakout, uh, freshman campaign, so... Now without Travis Etienne there to kind of get those uh, third down looks and um, coming out of that backfield, it's pretty much James Robinson's to own. I don't see any slippage here. Um, I know the offense uh, leaves a lot to be desired, although they have Trevor Lawrence in there. But um, James Robinson, he knows how to run the ball. So, and against this Texan front, which isn't that formidable formidable these days, especially without a, a J.J. Watt in there who has moved on to green and pastures. So, James Robinson, fire him up um, at the running back position uh, against the Texans. Najee Harris at Buffalo. Uh, Najee Harris for the Steelers. Um, the rookie who... We all know he's going to get a heavy workload, so going up against this Buffalo defense will be sort of a test, but I think um, I think this kid is ready for prime time. So um, I look for him to have a nice game um, 
at least get in the end zone. I expect a high scoring game actually in this one. So I get, I'm looking for him to sneak into the end zone at least once or twice or so. So, um, Najee Harris, fire him up for week one for the Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. And my last play is Raheem Mostert at the Detroit Lions. Um, this is another game where I think uh, 49ers will will score score a lot. Um, Raheem Moster, let us not forget that he is the de facto running back. I understand. I get it. Trey Sermon is there. I get that. But uh, Raheem Moster, when he is healthy and right, the guy can run the ball, man. So um, he's a guy I definitely would look at. Definitely as a uh, sneaky pick, but a guy who should flourish in this one for the 49ers taking on the Detroit Lions at Detroit. So those are my three running back plays. Tight end. Uh, let's go with um, Robert Tunyon uh, for the Packers facing the New Orleans Saints at New Orleans. Look, right now, Aaron Rodgers, we, you know he can rely on Devontae Adams. Um, the other guys, Alan Lazier, um, Marquise Mendez, Scantling, um, Randall Cobb is back, I understand. But this is a guy here who scored 11 touchdowns. I know a lot of people want to say, oh, it's fluky, and, you know, he got a, a bunch of them in two weeks. But... This is a guy Aaron Rodgers trusts. So when it gets down close, um, I think he's a guy that he looks to. So uh, I look for him to get in the end zone, of course, in this one. And um, again, I expect a high, this to be a high-scoring game. So um, I see no reason why um, Tanyan can't get in the end zone in this one. So um, fire him up for this matchup against the Saints for the Green Bay Packers. Logan Thomas versus the L.A. Chargers. Here's another one. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is at the helm for the Washington football team. Uh, right now, Curtis Samuel is just been put on the IR. So, of course, you have scary Terry McLaren. You have him there. Uh, you got some receivers behind him that uh, you know haven't haven't really shown improve. So I get it to that G uh, J D McKissick. He's your third down back who can definitely catch passes out the backfield. But Logan Thomas is a guy I think that Fitzpatrick will look to as well and hang his hat on. So I see him getting in the end zone in this one. Um, and they're the host team, the Washington football team, taking on the Chargers. So fire up Logan Thomas. And last one is Mo Alley Cox versus the Seattle Seahawks for the Indianapolis Colts. Here's another team where they're kind of depleted at the receiving uh, position. Um, T.Y. Hilton, he's... He's on injury reserve. He has the groin injury. Um, you still have Michael Pittman uh, Jr. there. 
Zach Pascal. So I look for Mo Ali Cox to be a sneaky pick, a guy who can um, who can kind of stretch the field from the tight end position. Um, very athletic. Um, I don't see Jack Doyle as much of that, that much of a threat because he'll be in there uh, helping the blocking game of uh, the pass block and the run block. So I see him more in that regard. Every now and then he'll get in the end zone, but I like Mo Alley Cox to uh, find the end zone for week one for the Colts taking on the Seattle Seahawks. And this one is in Indiana. So those are my tight ends. And now your streaming defenses. Um, well, your defenses I like. New England going up against Miami. Uh, I think this will be... I don't see this as such a high-scoring affair. Um, but I definitely see the Patriots defense kind of locking down. Um, giving the kid, Mac Jones, a chance here. Uh, it'll be... Run heavy, definitely, um, just to preserve the kid. But I think the defense will step to the forefront. And Miami with uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Um, yeah, I I think that offense is still kind of in flux. Um, you're talking about a three-headed uh, running back committee over there. Uh, the receivers, you're going to be missing Will Fuller for the first game, by the way, with that suspension. So, um, yeah, so I could see this being a low-scoring affair for sure. So, um, and one that, you know, the Pats can maybe get a turnover or two. Um, yeah, I, I see that in their favor. So, uh, Patriots defense for week one against the Miami Dolphins in New England. Uh, Denver at the Jet, the Giants. Denver at the Giants. Uh, Denver defense, we know, can be stout. Um, my This pick is more basically on the Giants' chief, uh, offense, really. Uh, because right now, uh, you still got Galladay. He's not 100%. Uh, Saquon Barkley, he's still not 100%. More than likely, he will play from what I'm hearing. Um I would still check the uh, check the injury uh, reports early Sunday just to make sure. But um, I believe both of those guys are playing. Both of both of the tight ends are banged up. Uh, Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph. Um, yeah, so I see this as a offense that's kind of in flux as well. So uh, the Denver defense, I think, will be stout will give them problems. And of course you got Teddy Bridgewater who knows how to manage the game. He won't get outside of himself. He's well equipped with um Jerry Judy and Cor Cortland Sutlin in there as well as uh Noah Font at the tight end position, but that defense will carry the day for the Broncos at the New York Giants. And the last one is a bit of a sneaky one. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. Uh, again, this kind of goes along with my uh, my value play of James Robinson. I think Jacksonville will not get too cute. 
out there. They'll run uh, James Robinson uh, until until the wheels fall off. And that Jacksonville defense, although not stellar, uh, they're facing the Texan offense with Tyrod Taylor, who's not going to uh, have you, uh, you know, uh, working up a sweat thinking about him in that passing game over there. The run game is kind of in flux with David Johnson as well as Philip Lindsay, um, Mark Ingram as well. So um, that could be a three-headed uh, attack there. So we're not sure what, what that offense is going to look like. Look for Jacksonville defense to kind of, uh, you know, Get, get a few stops, maybe some turnovers over there. But I think it's a sneaky pick as far as the defense for the Jacksonville Jaguars facing the Houston Texans. So those are my picks, guys. So, um, hey, we have reached week one in the NFL. Get ready for a busy next uh, four months of football and Let's go and let's get ready. Let's get into it, guys. Football season is here. So, my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can like and subscribe to me on all the major podcast platforms. You can also follow me on my Facebook group, GD That Sports Dude. You can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And on Twitter, I'm there under GD That Sport Dude. You can also write to me at that sports dude GD at gmail.com. You can also hit my Zell at that same email address to support this podcast. And again, I value and appreciate you listening to the podcast. <laughs>